0: We know now that technical support ends for ArcMap in March of 2026. And although that seems to be a long way off, you wouldn't want to rush, you know, at the last minute. So for my money, this is the right time to be getting on board right now.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the team at Esri Australia. To get your hands on more short, sharp and immediately useful resources, head to the Esri Australia website and
2: search for Goldmine.
1: Welcome to GIS Directions, I'm Wayne Lee Archer. I'm Josh Vanman. And I'm Tar And today we're going to be diving into one of the most requested topics we've received, and something I know Tar is very uh, near and dear to your heart at the moment, doing a series on migrating from ArcMap to ArcGIS Pro. We're going to be diving in and dispelling some of the myths as to why you can't migrate to Pro and some of the things you can only do with such a cool new tool.
2: Now, I do have to pay homage to um, the original, the OG ArcMap, and it has been a fan favorite in desktop mapping for over a decade. So it's really no wonder that, you know, we've received so much information, so many requests, so many questions about the migration. And I know for sure there's an element of hesitation and trepidation about making the move.
0: That's totally understandable. It's a significant change for a lot of people, but the clock's ticking and there's some compelling moments, compelling reasons to really take that change seriously now. So, for example, ArcGIS 10.9 recently came out and there was no new ArcMap in it. So that's kind of a strong indication that all the development effort is going into ArcGIS Pro. Also, we know now that technical support ends for ArcMap in March of 2026. Mm. And although that seems to be a long way off, you wouldn't want to rush, you know, at the last minute. This just isn't something you could uh, pull off in a short time frame. So for my money, this is the right time to be getting on board right now.
1: So does it mean it's going to go away, that ArcMap's going to disappear in 2026? Is it going to stop working, Josh?
0: Well, no, it's not actually. So let's explore what would happen if you did nothing. If you did nothing and it got to April 2026, then if your PC was still running in five (laughs) years' time, uh, ArcMap would still run on it. But... If you wanted our help to fix anything or do anything with it, the call would remain unanswered.
1: And so they're not getting any of the updates either. So the cool new stuff that they're rolling into Pro isn't being rolled back into ArcMap, is it?
0: Yeah, as we'll kind of discover as we move through some of the tips today, that's not actually feasible to roll some of it backwards because ArcMap's architecture knew nothing of web GIS. It just is blissfully unaware. But hey, let's get into it and let's kind of reel off some of the uh, top capabilities that we can only find in ArcGIS Pro. Sounds good.
2: And I want to give three very quick tips to begin with. And this is really around accessing ArcGIS Pro. Now, a couple of the questions that I've seen coming through are around additional cost to migrate to Pro, around having to make a choice right off the rip, oh, I have to go to ArcGIS Pro, no more ArcMap, and licensing as well. So quickly, is there an additional cost? For most people, no. If you're an existing ArcGIS desktop user, then you will have access to ArcGIS Pro as an entitlement of your ArcGIS desktop. Which brings me to the second point, Um, which is multiple licensing options. Uh-huh. Now, Wayne, <laughs> I was waiting for a Wayne comment here. I'm
1: uh, sorry, I was falling asleep. Ta. You started speaking about licensing.
2: Oh my goodness, don't be a hater. So with licensing, <laughs> one thing that I, I do commend, you know, um, all the changes is that uh, licensing has expanded. So we have many, many options now that are available, which mean flexibility for an end user and, you know, an organization. You can do single use or concurrent use or named user for ArcGIS Online or ArcGIS Enterprise. And final top tip is parallel mapping capability. You don't have to uninstall ArcMap to start using Pro. You can actually run them side by side and start to learn and migrate your workflows at your own pace.
0: Yeah, you nearly lost me with the licensing talk. That that, uh, side by side capability is pretty powerful because that means you can see the way you've done it and see the way you're going to do it. Side yeah. by side.
1: I haven't installed ArcMap for you know, a, couple, a good couple of years now. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely a pro user and a pro lover. And one of the things that I love about Pro is that it's gone and baked a whole heap of the old applications into one. One of the, the barriers that I've heard in the past about people adopting Pro was in the early days, there was no catalogue. Do you remember the early days of, of oh, Pro, Tar, yep, where? there was yep. no catalogue, and that was a real challenge to people installing? Yeah. Tell me now, please tell tell <laughs> the audience there's good news and that catalogs baked into Pro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is excellent news, and our catalogue is now baked into Pro as a catalogue view. Now, one of the benefits of Pro is that you have access to different views for either data access data manipulation data editing and catalog is baked in as its own view so we're really looking at pro as five separate applications in one and catalog is one of those
1: and so it bakes in the 3d scenes as well Is one of the things that i absolutely love is you don't have to crank open arc scene or your 3d tools of old they're all right there ready for you to use right in pro
2: Absolutely. Actually, at the press of a button, another quick tip here, uh, you can convert a 2D map into a 3D scene as long as you have yeah Z values in your data. So
1: Very cool stuff. Boom. <laughs> hey, I,
0: I want to jump on one, and that's Pro's unique capability to be able to edit data coming out of an Enterprise Geo database but via a web service.
2: Uh, So
0: not directly connected over a high bandwidth connection, but potentially over a much lighter weight connection. That's something that was in ArcMap you can consume a service of that nature, you can't edit it. When everybody started to be locked down and they had to take their computer, take their ArcMap home with them, suddenly it raised a whole bunch of issues to do with, well, my network connections nowhere near as good here mm-hmm. and you know, choking going through VPNs and things like that. So this ability to edit in a much more lightweight fashion, but have the same access to the data, really powerful thing.
1: You're absolutely right, Josh. It's been a change that's been happening for a lot longer than COVID. I mean, the, the COVID pandemic certainly brought it to, to a point, but this is really about that whole change to web GIS. And ArcGIS Pro is really baked around that concept rather than it being an add-on. Everything is really web GIS.
2: Yeah, no, without a doubt, just on that point, the number one reason I'd advocate a migration to Pro and really one of the main reasons that it's been developed the way it has is the tight integration with your enterprise portal, so that web GIS capability. So whether it's ArcGIS Online or Portal for ArcGIS as part of ArcGIS Enterprise, the integration with Pro really enables anyone to view and edit feature classes, feature services, I should say, web maps and hosted data. For the humanist in me, that's excellent. It means you can have a team that's remotely accessible and working together in real time. Just on that point again, editing is enabled. Now, do you guys remember in the days of ArcMap, you'd have to go ahead and select the database um, that you're editing out of and then make sure that all your data was in the same place and then start editing and turn editing on? Now it's on by default.
0: I remember those days, dearly. (laughs) I'm going to jump in with another one. I know I'm jumping the queue here, Wayne, sorry, but you can come back for two in a row. I just want to talk about something that really is new and, again, a pro-only thing, but that's the ability to reach out from the ArcGIS world into the open data science world and Mm -hmm. take advantage of some of the new machine learning, deep learning tools. And there's always been a bit of machine learning buried in geoprocessing tools, but this is really an opportunity whether you do it through new geoprocessing tools running in pro or you do it through Jupyter Notebooks running in pro or even our notebook server in the enterprise. Mm. But it's that ability to use Python to do the best of ArcGIS plus the best of whatever exists in that open data science world.
1: And I think you've, you've really jumped on something that I absolutely love about Pro, and, and that's the baked-in capability to do those machine learning tasks that we've yeah. we've all been frothing over for the last 12 months or so. In fact, I think we should do a, an episode soon on the uh, pre-trained models that you can bring yeah. straight on into Pro and do cool things like building footprint extraction and road extraction and solar panel extraction right there in Pro with those machine learning tools. Very cool stuff. I love it. I love that it. is a good one. All right. Um, well, you said I could have two in a row, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the machine learning one, and I'm going to just mention one that's a, a little bit of a challenge and a topic that should be discussed. We can't uh, not talk about the elephant in the room, and that's the fact that ArcGIS Pro really deserves the love of a good GPU, a graphics processing card in your machine. Uh, so if you're going to make the most of your 3D stuff, if you're going to make the most of that machine learning, uh, capability that we've just talked about, if you're going to do some of the really awesome symbolization and visualization that you can do in Pro, you definitely need to have a GPU. And that's been a bit of a challenge, I can say, for, I mean, Josh, you would recognize, you know, government departments with some older hardware are not going to have the capability to upgrade that kind of thing very quickly or very readily.
0: That's true. But, you know, I'll counter your desire for a supercomputer
1: (laughs) from the grassroots
0: (laughs) perspective and say, whilst it sounds appealing and exciting, I think an awful lot of people's use case for ArcMap today would translate into ArcGIS Pro without such a great yeah. consideration.
1: That it is definitely a, a, a truth to that, uh, is that what most people would use it for doesn't require that massive grunt. One of the other things I can say is we've had a lot of success with some of our, our, our government and, and uh, corporate clients using virtualization software. So this is the notion of spinning up a machine with a GPU in the cloud and essentially remote desktoping into it. And there's a lot of commercial services available. We've had great success with AWS. AppStream and putting Pro up in the AWS cloud and letting people use it remotely with a remote desktop sort of access from their premises. So you don't have to be too afraid uh, with the GPU side of things, but just do know it's a thing and you may bump up against that as a challenge in your migration path.
0: And hey, Tom, wasn't there something that came out in the last week even that might help people oh, yes. understand
2: oh, absolutely. what they need in
0: terms of tin on their desk
2: What a great segue there. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) Uh, The um, ArcGIS Pro Performance Assessment Tool. Now, this is a set of tests that assesses a computer's ability to run key ArcGIS Pro workflows. A lot of us, when we're using Pro, when we're looking at analysis and mapping and visualization, we all work with a specific set of workflows. And when we look at this Pro Performance Assessment Tool, we're really talking about benchmarking. And it's nothing new within the software and hardware world. But Esri's published benchmarks that enable all of us to compare ArcGIS Pro performance on our individual machines in our environments to the published benchmarks to determine if Pro is performing optimally on our machines. This, this for me is a game changer. I've
0: got one more because I, mm-hmm. I think it's another good example of something you can do in ArcGIS Pro that you just can't do in ArcMap. And that may sound a bit boring, but it's
1: caching. It's not boring.
0: The, the art of taking slow to read, slow to render data and turning it into tiles of some sort that you can spit out at the rate of knots and deliver a really smooth, responsive experience. And one of the ways of doing that is using vector tiles. You know, this is a more
1: contemporary way. Which you can only bake in pro. You can't create them any other way. Exactly.
0: And it, it's such a benefit. Compared to the cost of generating raster tiles, you might be able to do something that would have taken, you know, hours and hours, if not days to generate in a raster format, in vector format. Amazing. Done really quickly, and you can afford to update it quickly as well.
1: Absolutely.
2: For raster case, there's no need to have a group layer for every scale in Pro. You can actually scale specific symbology on a single copy of the layer. And, um, yeah, huge shout-out to Josh who taught me that the other day.
0: That one is golden. When I saw that, I, I kind of breathed this little sigh of relief internally because every time I'd seen an MXD in ArtMap mm-hmm. map for mm-hmm. a large cached map, you'd see the same layers repeated about 17 times yeah. in different groups, and you no longer have to do that. One settler layers and tell it how you want it to look at each of the scales in the cage. Simple.
1: That kind of brings me around to my final shout-out here, and that is um, I learnt that tip uh, in the, uh, the MOOC that we've got uh, online with John Nelson, uh, who we've invited to the podcast previously, He's done some great maps that you can only make in pro. If you get a chance to go and attend the online course, the MOOC for ArcGIS Pro creating maps, then I suggest you hop up online and and do that as well.
2: Awesome. Nada. These are some great tips. Now, I'm just going to jump in quickly uh, with a few of my final tips. ArcGIS Pro has a host of new geoprocessing tools. But I do want to start off by saying that almost all the geoprocessing tools available in ArcMap are also available in Pro. If there's something that is quite particular that you can't find, there's always a new workflow um, to use. A couple of my favorites, you can create a network data set from a template and vice versa. So some oh. new tools to create a network data set. Geoenrichment, there's enrichment to perform geo enrichment in pro we also have imagery segmentation and classification tools so a lot of tools to work with a really robust raster data for us to use in pro something else that really stuck out to me and wayne uh you mentioned symbology now i know that uh, you mentioned that if you ever see another color ramp you are going to lose your mind
1: yep (laughs) you got me
2: yeah, now something in Pro, heat symbology. Um, that's something that I really, really wanted to touch on, that heat map symbology. I'm a huge fan of it, and uh, that's something that you can only get in Pro, which is uh, such a huge capability to have at your desktop fingertips.
1: Just don't make it a rainbow color app.
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just want to say, you know, uh, we've developed a great set of free resources that will enable any and everyone from administrators to technical users and managers to plan and undertake their migration to ArcGIS Pro.
1: And, of course, you've got your webinar series coming up as well on your migration path through to Pro as
2: well, Tar. Absolutely. So I think with everything that we've said here and everything that we have prepared, it'll have you all saying ready, steady, Pro.
1: me. Okay.
2: <laughs> Entertain the millennial.
1: <laughs> so that's it, folks. Some short, sharp, and immediately usable features that'll help you make your transition from desktop to Pro just that much
2: easier. Well, to help get started with these tips, we've added all the resources we've spoken about to our website. That's GISdirectionspodcast.com.au. And we've included the link to the new free Migrating to ArcGIS Pro onboarding program, plus guides on what's new in ArcGIS Pro.
1: Thanks for joining us, everyone. Happy mapping. Until next time.
2: See you soon. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and do not
1: necessarily represent the views or opinions of Esri Australia.